Pastor Brian, you and your church team have reached out to help refugees coming in from Afghanistan. Give us an idea of what you and your church team have been doing. So we, uh, obviously being a church, uh, being a church that has a desire to, to see um, the way of Jesus kind of lived out in, in all different aspects, where our church in particular is in Boston. And so we have kind of a, uh, it's really a hub for a lot of refugee work. And so we had decided uh, a couple, probably six months ago at this point, had decided to kind of step into some of the refugee work that we knew would be happening more and more with just some of the global issues that were going on with really uh, started with the, the thought of Ukraine and, and trying to decide, okay, how do we, how do we help actually help instead of just kind of watching and, and feeling stressed? How do we actually dive in? And so we kind of started into this process with a couple of local organizations here in the city of Boston to help um, with bringing them in to the city. And in uh, just a really just a few weeks into that process, they had reached out to us about caring for an Afghan family. And so it was really, really honestly, and this is probably similar to how a lot of things work, it really moved a lot faster than we were anticipating. And so we really just, uh, from there, started mobilizing our church. Uh, you know, we, our church is a, a very young church, uh, really have a desire to be involved in whatever way in kind of, you know, mercy ministries, justice ministries that they can be involved in. And so we had to mobilize relatively quickly um, to take care of this was a family of five that was coming in and so uh, they had uh, they had uh, obviously mom dad an older son younger son and then uh, a daughter and so we we kind of just quickly began to mobilize around okay how do we how do we care for them what does that look like I mean there's I don't know how familiar you are with the process but it's a it's a big task to help people with with no background uh, with no sense of context of what they're getting into, helping them kind of land in the city. I guess it could be not only overwhelming, but maybe, you know, even frightening for some family members. Was there a language issue also? So the husband had basically done some translation work from what I could pick up uh, on with with kind of the U.S. when they were there. And so his English was pretty good. The, the older son's English, he could understand a bit. But then everyone else across the board, um, couldn't and so yeah the the there's a, there was a barrier there um thankfully the husband knew enough to kind of navigate that space and that process that that would obviously create a whole other level of problems if there was no one that could uh that could speak um the language but we've we've gotten them into um into english classes and you know they're they're very desirous to kind of know the language understand the language to their kids are in public school so they're getting some of that help as well all right uh so I understand that uh, in the initial story I was reading that they were shown their apartment and saw that it was totally furnished and there was food in the refrigerator and mm -hmm. they got prepaid cell phones. How did that happen? Yeah, so so we're our our church, uh, so our, our church called Grace City Church uh, in downtown Boston. Uh, we were working with um, Sin Relief, which uh, Sin Relief has a uh, a ministry center here in Boston now that's doing just an incredible amount of work uh, throughout the city. And so we're, we're a part of that network. And, um, and so working alongside of Sin Relief, uh, there were a couple of other kind of organizations that, you know, had furniture here, had furniture there. 
um, really a collaborative effort of figuring out, okay, this family's coming, so what do we need to do? And so we got furniture through one organization that just happened to have some furniture laying around. Our team members, uh, basically, our, we call them the care circle in terms of the refugee ministry. And it's actually it's actually composed of of um, members from our church and, and members from a couple of other churches inside our network. Uh, went and did grocery shopping for the family, made sure that we kind of understood what they could eat, loaded loaded their fridge up, um, loaded their shelving up with, with everything that they would need, made sure they had cell phones uh, that would kind of get them by and, and numbers to be able to communicate with them. And so... Again, this, this was really a new process for us. And so as we were diving in, kind of uh, really just trying to figure out, okay, what's the best way for them to feel cared and, and loved in a way that they, they have the necessities that they need, like a phone, like food. And then we can obviously come alongside them as this progresses in, in terms of helping them get jobs and helping them go to the grocery store, a lot of that things, a lot of those kind of things we've done, right? We've got grocery shop, shopping with them, train, showing them how to use public transportation, taking them to educational uh, meetings when their kids were getting uh, registered for school. So it's been, a, it's pretty, it's been a fun and really difficult, really hard experience, but it's been, obviously it's one that, that, that we love to be a part of. What would you say their reaction was when they experienced this, this outreach, maybe this unexpected love? Yeah, I'm, their their gratitude. So they've their gratitude has been um, just really incredible. They feel so grateful to be in the states. Um, they feel really grateful to have people that love and and care for them uh, for for no other reason than the fact that we're compelled by Christ uh, to love and and care for them. You know, they they don't um, they don't align with a, a Christian worldview, um, but but they understand that we do. Um, they understand that we are just helping them. You know, the thing that I've said over and over to them again and again is, hey, we're just honored that you're here. We're honored that we can serve you. Uh, we're honored that you're in the city of Boston. And and we just feel uh, similar, a type of gratitude that, that you're here. And so I, I was trying to be very mindful of the fact that I didn't want them to feel as if um, – they need to have any fear or if they weren't welcomed in any kind of way, we just wanted to really make sure that they understood. We love you. Uh, we're, we're so glad that you're here. And so they're, they've been their reciprocity in terms of communicating their gratitude has been really, really fantastic. So we've had team members eat dinner over there with them. Uh, we've taken them out to an Afghan restaurant, a local Afghan restaurant here in Boston. So it's been a fun experience. So it was made clear to them that there are no strings attached. Uh, we yeah, that was on the very front end. Uh, you know, we we want to be really careful about making sure that they they just understood we're here to care for them, and and so we've been kind of navigating that space. And again, this is new space for us, so we've been navigating that space. Sin Relief has been navigating that space um, in a way that's you know really careful, uh, while at the same time they they understand we're Christians. They understand that we follow the way of Jesus. Uh, that that informs everything that we do. Uh, but yeah, every, every just serving them in any kind of way without any kind of strings attached. As a Christian yourself, as a pastor, as a, a dad, a family man, mm -hmm. what what goes through yeah. your your heart? You know, when you think about this family, you know, being transported to an entirely foreign country, uh, you know, trying to learn the language and, and figure out what's, you know, what you know what what is your 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 impulse? What what are you kind of feeling inside? 
Yeah, that's a great question. I, obviously, who I am informs and the roles that I play and informs the way that I navigate and operate in this situation. You know, I, so as a dad of a 10 year old daughter and a four year old son, um, you know, there, there's always this sense in which you want to, as a dad and as a husband, care for your family, uh, support your family, be a, a really kind of steady force for your family. And so the idea of being really uprooted to, from, from no, really no consequences of, of, of your own, just what is happening where you are. Uh, I, I felt from the very beginning, my, my thought was this has to be one of the most disorienting experiences of, of their life. Uh, I would think there's most certainly has to be a level of, um, the right way to say it. Uh, I, I, I didn't want the, the dad and, and this is true for the whole family, but specifically, I wanted to be really careful about making sure that dad didn't, uh, helping to make sure he had dignity through this process. And so I know that take, you know, taking help from people, uh, having people go grocery shopping with you. Um, this is a man, his name's John. Uh, this is a man who is, is talented, uh, a man who has a lot of experience, a man who is supporting his family and now isn't. And, and can't until everything is really aligned. And so I wanted to be really careful about having a high kind of relational support and being careful about the, the resource support that we're giving them. We're going to give that to them on the front end. But I wanted to be, you know, very, um, very careful about like, hey, we want to have a, a strong kind of relational connection with you that's more than just because we're giving you resources and so there was a there's most certainly a sense for me of thinking about it from the lens of a dad thinking about it from the lens of a husband and out of a desire to love and care for your family well how difficult that that must be and so i've kind of kept my communication with him i i have i don't want to be overbearing um, because he's done a really great job of, of kind of navigating the things that he needs to do as a, as a dad, but I'm also making sure I'm checking in, uh, and making sure that he under kind of understands the processes that he, that he may not be familiar with here. So it's been, for me, it's been a really enlightening kind of thing, walking through this alongside of them and, uh, and just kind of seeing how they've received that care really well. So with all the trouble spots in the world right now, I mean, we've got, Afghanistan and Ukraine and Myanmar and you know more. Do you sense yep. that Americans sometimes get desensitized or, or fatigued about all the needs that seem to be going on? I think so. Well, it's interesting. So our, our churches have been talking about um, how sometimes there can be a tendency to outsource, you know, mercy ministry or justice ministry, right? So we we have a tendency to maybe we give some money here to this organization and that's helpful, or we have a sponsorship here and that's helpful. And, and our, our people do all those things. Uh, we, I, my family does all of those things. Those things are really important. Uh, but in some ways, I think we, we outsource the, the roles and the responsibilities that Jesus really laid out for us, both in his teaching and his life in such a way that it, it can be dis, we can be disconnected from those things. And so I know in, in our congregation in particular, as we kind of got on the ground with this Afghan family, most of our church um, and people that were involved have never been around uh, a refugee family. They've not sat, you know, there's a very big difference between 
sitting in the living room of an Afghan family of five, hearing their story, looking into their eyes, um, receiving their gratitude, uh, seeing their fear. Uh, there's a very big difference between that and, and, and simply giving money again, which is good. Uh, but I think, I think Jesus' call to us uh, really requires a kind of incarnational on the ground situation. And so I think the question I'm asking a lot these days is what can I do just personally? Not, not, I can't, change uh, the military conflict in Afghanistan or Ukraine, those types of things. But what can I do? I'm a dad. I can talk to my kids. I can take my daughter with me when I'm dropping off a sewing machine to the Afghan family. She can see what we're doing. I'm a pastor. I can talk to my church about uh, refugee care. I can organize teams around refugee care. Uh, you know, I'm just kind of looking at my own personal uh places where I'm at. And, and instead of getting uh, polarized or paralyzed by the bigness of everything, I'm just asking the question, what can I do right now? All right. So switching gears here a little bit, tell us about Grace City, Boston. Uh, when were you established? Our church officially launched in August of 2019. And so if you're doing your math, uh, that's about six months before COVID. And so we, we officially did our launch uh, in 2019, COVID hit, uh, everything, you know, our church shut down, like a lot of people's churches. We did the online thing for a season. Uh, we met outside in a park in Fenway for a season. Uh, we just kind of really just continued to push forward in any way that we could. Really, our church um, really relaunched in, at Easter of 2021 in uh, House of Blues, which is just a venue here in Boston. And that, that was really, uh, we just essentially relaunched with, with more people. And so one of the things that has been fascinating for us, and I've actually heard this across the board with, with um, leaders in other cities, is our church pre-COVID and post-COVID is a, is a completely different congregation. And so a lot of the people we've had within the last year and a half are all new people, mostly new to the city, and then obviously new to our, our church as well. And so it's been, a, it's been uh, the, you know, the most difficult two years of my entire life uh, in terms of ministry, in terms of planting a church. Um, and uh, yeah, there's just been all kinds of challenges along the way, but God's been really kind, really faithful to our church. And we're in a, we're in a really great season right now as a church. What have you seen God do in particular? Maybe an example of something that clearly had to be from him? Yeah, well, there's been a lot of that um, over the last uh, two years in, in particular. And, and so we, you know, we're in Boston. So um, obviously in an urban setting, we're, we're downtown. Uh, so there's a lot of, there's been a lot of challenges um, with that. There's been a lot of challenges with finding space that um, works for us, for our church, uh, just, just having a place to to land as a church. And so we, we found, um, so our first four months when we relaunched, we were, uh, again, at House of Blues, which was great. Um, we weren't going to continue to be able to meet there, uh, just because, you know, the city was coming back to life and, and scheduling things like that. And so we were really kind of struggling to figure out, okay, where's our community going to go that, that really works for our community. And we actually ended up landing, uh, it's, it's where we office out of, but, uh, it turned out to be this really great 
situation where they were in a like a large co-working space in downtown Boston and they love having us here uh they've been really generous in terms of what we have to pay to be here uh it was just one of those situations where we just kind of sat back and said okay we were we were really stressed about this but but clearly God's in control um clearly he's been navigating this space um personally we my wife and I uh these are stories you hear over and over again in in really difficult environments, but um, the Lord has been really kind to us. We're actually just about to close on a house in the city, which we never even thought was possible. But through really miraculous uh, chain of events, uh, we're gonna we're gonna own a home in the city. And so it's just been, again, a really difficult few years. Um, but but we've just seen God provide in some really supernatural kind of miraculous ways that has really just kind of allowed us to sit back and go okay god you do take care of your people you do kind of see us in our distress and uh and your presence is our good so that's that's kind of where we've been all right pastor brian i really appreciate your talking with us sharing your heart richard thanks man it's been uh it's been a, a great pleasure and and just to just to be involved in ministry alongside of um, numerous leaders all across the country and all across the world. It's, it's just really a real honor to get to do it.